Welcome to All Along the Wasatch, a public affairs program produced by Bonneville Salt Lake City. If you would like to submit a request to be on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. Now, here's the host of All Along the Wasatch, Mike Parsons. My guests today are from Clean Slate, Utah, and the website is cleanslateutah.org. Destiny Garcia is the executive director. And Chad Crispin is program manager, just recently uh, got that role, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Before we even talk about what Clean Slate Utah is, I wonder if each of you would be comfortable kind of talking about your own experience as it relates to Clean Slate Utah. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thanks for having us on. We're really excited to be here. Um, The reason I'm so passionate about running Clean Slate Utah and the reason why I even applied for this job is because I've gone through expungement myself. So I was arrested during Operation Rio Grande uh, in 2017. I don't know if you remember that operation. It was a big operation downtown. Uh, Four years before that, I was uh, in an abusive relationship that I had left, and I had become extremely addicted to opiates and started shoplifting to support my habit. When I left that relationship, I left all the money and everything behind. Mm. Uh, Ended up homeless, heroin addict, shoplifting every single day, racked up a lot of misdemeanor charges. I would go in and out of jail and uh, get booked and released and never offer treatment. So once I was arrested on Operation Rear Ground, I went through treatment, went through drug court, did everything the court asked me to do, paid all my fines, fees, restitution, uh, completed probation, completed drug treatment, transitioned into sober living, and then I was ready to change my life. Yeah. And so I'm going around looking for jobs everywhere, and I can't get a job anywhere because I have retail theft on my background. Mm. So there was somebody who I lived in sober living with that worked at Build-A-Bear, which is a second chance company. And they hired me at $8.50 an hour, 10 hours a week. Mm. So if you can do the math, and I'm sure you can, (laughs) it was my bus fare back and forth to work and to treatment. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do. At that time, the mayor of the county, it was Ben McAdams at the time, was asking employers throughout the county to hire people who were in drug court. Saying, hey, hire two of these people, three of these people. They're great people. They just need a second chance. Mm -hmm. Uh, somebody asked him, what is he doing about it? So he hired me in the mayor's office. Oh, wow. So I'm in the mayor's office. I'm working, and I finally am eligible to expunge my record. So I apply through BCI, and I get uh, the letter saying that I can expunge 13 things off my record. And they Why asked that me, random number? Just I had 13 things on my record. Oh, okay. So I had I like 13. I thought uh, maybe that was the limit. <laughs> no, I had 13 <laughs> things that include traffic violations along with retail theft, drug possession charges. They were all misdemeanors. Right. Okay. Um, and I remember they asked me, how many of these do you want to expunge? And to me, it was easy. Well, all of them, yeah. I want to do yeah. all of them. Uh, but <clears throat> what I quickly learned was that it was how many of these can you afford to expunge? Oh, wow. So when I got the bill... It was $2,600, and I had 90 days to pay it if I wanted to expunge everything. Wow. So I'm in the mayor's office. I'm making decent money, more than most people make in recovery or more than most people make when they have a criminal record, right? And it was time to make a decision. It was either do I pay my rent and possibly become homeless again, or do I pay my expungement and have a clear record? And, and at this point, you probably can't really borrow money. No. Because I'm sure that Mm-mm. your credit history is in, my in credit horrible hit, shape. Right. My yeah. credit is crap. And I was rebuilding my life from homelessness, paying my fines and fees and restitution, getting my license back and the fees that were associated with that, getting into my own apartment, the fees mm-hmm. that are associated with that. So I didn't have a savings account. Um, I had a savings account, but nothing was in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I chose my monthly bills. I, I paid my yeah. rent. So when my colleagues and the mayor's office heard about that, they decided to do a fundraiser for me. 
and they paid for my expungement. Or I would still have that record today. So knowing the barriers that someone faces, even if they have a government job, about the fees associated with expungement makes me what's so passionate about expungement today. So I now have a clear record, um, thanks to my colleagues in the yeah. Southern County Mayor's Office. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a clear record. But someone shouldn't have to rely on friends and coworkers no. for that. Most people in recovery or with a criminal record are only making $9, 10 11 $12 an hour at very most. Um, and they can barely afford to live, let alone have all these fees that rack up with expungement and that they can't get their record cleared. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. And we as a society are all for redemption mm-hmm. and let's, you know, forgive this person and give them a second chance. But then there's all these roadblocks yeah. in the way. Yeah. And the financial one is huge. And Chad, your experience was quite a bit different than yeah. that. Well, I didn't have 13. I had <laughs> I had one twice. So I, my first expungement was back in 1990. I was just finishing up my, my uh, first degree in college and had been out partying a little bit more than I should have. And I was arrested for disorderly conduct at a park because I was, uh, I guess, loud and obnoxious. And uh, so with that one, I had uh, finished up and didn't think much of it until uh, my wife and I were trying to have kids. And then I, I asked someone, you know, tell me about adoption if we need to have adoption. And the first thing they said to me is, well, Chad, don't you have a record? And I said, well, yeah, is that going to make a difference? And they said, if you have a criminal record, you probably will not be qualified mm. for adopting. And so I, I took a look at it and, you know, I found out I, I did have a, a very small misdemeanor, but it was there and it had been there for a few years. So I quickly took care of that with the the job that I was doing at the time. I was a a teacher then, and so it was easy to to pay because I had enough money Mm -hmm. at that point. But then in 2013, I was accused of a crime that uh, the the judge later threw out. She had uh, ruled it as, no, this is a dismissal. I'm doing it. But the Salt Lake County prosecutor for a year and a half kept objecting to it. And uh, so I lost my job as a principal at Mm. that time and went from, you know, making a lot of money to I finally, my sister was able to get me a job with a company that would pay me minimum wage, uh, physical labor for a person who was, you know, above 50, starting off with physical labor for the first time in a long, long time. So... And and it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, but you're being penalized before you've been convicted of anything. And it's it's really sad because I remember when the the case was finally determined by the judge and they said, "Uh, Chad, you are dismissed with prejudice. And I didn't know what that meant. So I said, well, what does that mean? And she said to me, that means like this uh, would never, it, it never happened. And so... When she said it never happened, I assumed that meant that I didn't have a criminal record. And I would apply for job after job after job and absolutely get nothing back, even though I had, you know, years of experience in leadership or years of experience with computers and and things like that. I wouldn't ever get anything back. I mean, from from jobs that I thought I would be perfect at. And finally, like I said, my sister helped me get this job. And then I found out about the criminal record because uh, they said... Yeah, you've got a criminal record. I went to get it expunged. And even though it was proven to be, you know, dismissed and Mm -hmm. it it didn't happen, at that time, clean slate did not exist. So I had a a case that should have been thrown out 
that wasn't, that took me about uh, $3,000 oh, wow. total to get expunged just because of the amount of time. And then in in my particular case, it was, uh, again, before all the rules. So I had tried to hire things, but I ended up having to take money from my retirement account. So I went from having money in a 401 account to having almost nothing now. And so I was penalized every time I took money out. Hmm. I had to take money out of my account just to, to, to pay the bills at home uh, because my my current wage would not be high enough to, to take care of some of the things that my family was, was doing and some of the obligations we had. So we lived off my retirement, and finally I was able to get everything done enough that uh, we could do it. But uh, that, that penalized me for the, the future as mm-hmm. we were going yeah. along. So when I heard about Clean Slate... It was for me going, I don't want anybody else to have to go through what I went through. Yeah. So so here's the problem. We've we've identified the problem. <laughs> so Destiny, take us through Clean Slate Utah. What is it? When did it start? Who was involved with it? And where are we now? So the, let me start with the Clean Slate Law. The Clean Slate Law passed in 2019. It, pla- it passed unanimously. All Republicans, Democrats alike passed it. And what it does is it automatically expunges certain misdemeanor records. So it's mostly misdemeanor B and C's and only drug possession class A misdemeanors. Um, those are the only ones that qualify. There's not going to be any felonies qualified in the automatic expungement law, uh, no domestic violence cases, anything that has a victim, no sexual assault cases, anything like that. And there's still a waiting period even for those misdemeanors. And you still have yes. to meet yeah. the same waiting. Uh, you still have to meet the criteria as you would if you were to get your record expunged regularly through petition-based. With the clean slate law, it's one year longer waiting period because it's automatic. There's nothing you have to do. So it just happens. It just happens. Um, so clean in that clean slate law, there are no direct notification requirements, meaning the government didn't have enough concrete data to send everybody who has a record information that it's going to be expunged. So instead, they took it out of the law. So Clean Slate Utah was formed to raise awareness around the Clean Slate Law. Okay. So Clean Slate Utah is a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. that helps people determine whether they qualified for this Clean Slate Law um, and to get out there, get loud, get loud in our community because people don't know about it. There's over 530,000 records that are going to be automatically cleared through the Clean Slate Law, but people don't know. And I would imagine a lot of those people don't even know they have anything yeah. on their record. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still click checking those yes boxes on housing, on employment, because they think they still have a record or they don't know if it's been automatically expunged. And that's a question I was going to ask you specifically when you're mm-hmm. filling out a job application or a housing application. And there's that question, have you been convicted mm-hmm. of a crime? Does this law address that? This law does not address that. Oh. I wish we can get rid of that box okay. entirely. Yeah, it would be nice if you qualify for automatic expungement to be able to say, no, I don't have a criminal record. But until it is gone from your your Utah court exchange file, that, mm-hmm. that criminal uh, exchange file, you have to mark yes. So once it is expunged, then you can start cl- one, Legally, checking yes. no. Legally, yes. Okay. Yep. And so the problem with the, the law is, is that there's so many records that uh, it is rolling out really slowly. Okay. So there are over, like I said, 530,000 records that need to be cleared. And they, uh, BCI and the courts have probably cleared about 30,000 of those. 
So there is going to be some time before they catch up. Yeah, the government is not known for being speedy. No, no, no. I mean, we are working with them as much as we can to try to make sure the law is implemented correctly and rolling out. However, it is rolling out really slowly. So so it's a great first step, but there's mm -hmm, more to be done. There is work to be done. I think once the backlog gets caught up, we'll be in a really good position to keep moving forward. My guests today are from Clean Slate Utah, the website cleanslateutah.org. Destiny Garcia, Executive Director, and Chad Christman, Program Manager. I think probably somebody listening to this right now, their first question would be, how do I find out what do I have on my record? Mm -hmm. Great question. Yeah, so that's where my previous job as an intake coordinator was before I became the program manager. We have the, the cleanslateutah.org website, and when they go there, there is two buttons for intake, uh, a form to fill out, either in English or in Spanish, where they can click on that, fill out the form for us, and it notifies us as Clean Slate that they're interested in, in finding out about their expungement possibilities. And the first step is uh, we have some intake coordinators that get a hold of them, try to set up a consultation interview where we we meet with them usually over Zoom, and we we talk to them about uh, what their records are, and then we use the Rasa legal tool to help us figure out what they would be qualified for as far as expungement possibilities go. So Rasa Legal is a tech company who has developed an app that's it's ran by court data. So all the court data is in this app, and what you, somebody would need to use it is that you need their their name, uh, verify their identity. They can put it in this app, and this app is amazing. It comes up in buckets. It'll say these ones are going to be automatically expunged. Mm. These ones you need a petition based expungement. These ones probably will never be eligible, or you may need a pardon. We have a partnership with Rasa. Uh, so we can use their eligibility tool for free for people who are 300% or below the federal poverty level. And then we also pay a monthly fee so we can use it for everybody. Mm, but okay. that tool makes it so we can screen somebody in two to three minutes mm. as opposed to hours of counting up their charges, looking through their exchange system. Because we are not lawyers and we can't give out legal advice. Okay. So if we did not have this app that gives out the advice for us, it would take us a lot longer. We'd probably have to have a lawyer on staff. Mm. Because we can't even do the math legally. I know how to do math. I don't know if you do, Chad. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm I'm very good with math. But, you know, when you're taking a look at how many years Mm -hmm. have passed since the case was closed and how many years have passed if there was any type of probation or or any type of financial information, all of that has to be put in there. But legally, because we are not lawyers, I'm not even supposed to take a look at that closing date and say, okay, it's been five years. Now you probably qualify for this. I can take a look at that and go, let's make sure with through the Rasa app that we can qualify uh, okay. for this. Yeah. And that, that is the way we have to do it. Well, what a wonderful partnership with yeah, Rasa. Yeah. So R-A-S-A the, is the yeah, app. Yeah, R-A-S-A. So the CEO of Rasa is actually the founder of Clean Slate Utah. So she started Clean Slate Utah, and then she stepped away and started her legal tech company, and then I took over. So she's our founder. She's amazing. She's the one who started the expungement days out here in Salt Lake County. Her name is Noella Sudbury. Hmm. She used to work under Ben McAdams at the Salt Lake County Mayor's Office under the Criminal Justice Advisory Council. So she started expungement days, and she actually is the one that pushed for the clean slate legislation. Okay. She realized when we were doing these expungement days at the county that thousands and thousands of people were showing up, and we were only able to help two or 300 people. Oh, well. And it wasn't a scalable solution. Yeah. So Pennsylvania is the first state to pass the clean slate law. Utah is the second state in the nation to pass the clean slate law. And that's mainly thanks to Noella Sudbury. Yeah. Um, some numbers. 
one in four Utahns has some kind of criminal record. Mm-hmm. Probably most people don't even know. Yep. Uh, 90% of employers and 80% of landlords use background checks. And so, like you were talking about, Chad, you were getting turned down for these jobs but didn't even know why. Right. And that was probably the reason. Mm-hmm. And and with the, the, the housing, uh, I was not aware that was, that was so much going on until I started working with the public on their own records. And it seems like a lot more than just that number are telling me we've always had a problem trying to get, you know, into housing. Safe, secure housing yeah. for their families. One more number. People who do get their record expunged are 63% more likely to get a job offer. And then mm-hmm. that number just goes up over yep. time. And, uh, Destiny, you mentioned before we went on the air that half of the kids in Utah have a parent with a criminal record. So how does that affect the future of that child having a parent with a record? Well, I think that when somebody can get their record expunged, they're changing the trajectory of their whole entire family. I know for me, I'm changing my daughter's future because I can. I have a better job now. Mm-hmm. I'm a homeowner now, and I get to teach her things that I wasn't able to teach my kids prior because we were on Medicaid, we were on food stamps, we were on housing. So I think it changes. It's going to change generations to come. Usually with the money, also the opportunity to go to school mm-hmm. changes. And so for many students that, you know, their parents were have a, a police record, they were not able to go to college, where now they might have a chance to do that because with the parents having a better job, the opportunity to better their own future through education yep. is also there. Mm-hmm. And you touched on this a little bit, Destiny, but maybe talk a little bit more about what can and cannot be expunged. So the easiest way to put it is first-degree felonies usually cannot be expunged. Any sex crimes, if you have to be on a registry of any kind or any violent offenses, cannot be expunged. Um, other than that, if you have to meet – Utah has a weird criteria. So you can't have more than two felonies, more than two Class A misdemeanors, more than four Class B misdemeanors in order to qualify for expungement, mm. which was one of the biggest problems we were noticing at Clean Slate Utah, that people were coming in and they were not qualifying for expungement at all because they had too many charges. But some of these charges were not even, pri- they weren't even going to prison for the charges, but they had like five Class A uh, misdemeanors mm. and they couldn't qualify. So what we are going to be doing here in the near future is having pardon workshops where we're going to teach people how, how do they obtain a pardon on their own? How do they put that packet together so they can also have a chance to have a clear record as well? Yeah, because that process has got to be so, like both of you have experienced, mm-hmm. so overwhelming. It's where do timely. you start? How do you do it? It's expensive. It's overwhelming. And the jargon they use is impossible. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's it's really big words. <laughs> Destiny, didn't you use a lawyer to help fill out your paperwork? Or did you yeah. do it by yourself? No. I had a, I, since I was a drug court graduate, uh, Scortus, their attorney, uh, they do drug court graduates for free, so Mm. they did my expungement. The second time around, I did hire Rasa Legal to do my expungement. And see, for me, I tried to do it all on my own, which was the best thing to do with my financial situation. But I was constantly hitting up friends that were lawyers and going, I know you can't help me because I can't hire you, but Mm. what would I put here? Because some of the problem with the, the state of Utah is that the like Destiny said, the jargon that are on the forms, you're just going, I don't quite understand what Legalese, this is. Legalese, yeah. yeah. So intimidating. Um, this is kind of a specific question, but what about people who are not U.S. citizens but do have a record? How does Clean Slate oh, affect them? that's a good them? question. I've, just from your reaction, I'm guessing there's more work to be done. There what? is more work <laughs> to be there, done. There is. Um, but that's one of the reasons 
you know, some of our uh, lawyers that we have on our 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 helpful worksheet for people that might be needing that. One of them happens to be an attorney that deals with um, immigration because they can answer some of those questions that we can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there are some things that are very difficult if you're not a citizen. In fact, on our website, it says if you're not a citizen, you might not qualify mm-hmm. because that's the, the might. We we don't know for sure. There's other times that uh, when we go through the state of Utah and we ask for the BCI check, there's not a problem at all. But in order to have BCI at all, you have to have a government number. Mostly, Most of the time it's a Social Security number, but if you are an illegal, for instance, but you have a criminal record, there's no way of proving who you are for your identity when you apply for that BCI mm. application. So that's where it becomes tricky. I'm sure there's somebody listening right now that's thinking, well, this is ludicrous. We're going to wipe all these records and all these criminals are going to be out on the streets with no, we don't have any idea who they are, that they've offended before. What's your reaction to that? Utah has a criteria that somebody needs to meet. They have to be off of probation and parole. They have to be pay, pay all their crime, all their all their fines, fees, and restitution has to be paid, and they have to remain crime-free for a certain amount of years. That looks between three, seven, and ten years. So this person remains crime-free for all these years. They do not reoffend at all. And and what the numbers tell us is that people who have had their record expunged are less likely to commit a crime than somebody who's never had their record expunged. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Because you've gone through that whole yeah. process. I mean, yeah. it's good for our economy. Yeah. People are getting back into the workforce or making more money. It's good for our neighborhoods. You'll know, you'll find that the person that is your best neighbor maybe had a criminal record that has now been expunged. Because they know what it's like to hit those barriers mm-hmm. and overcome them. Expungement is good for everybody. I have a friend who is in her 50s, and she went to Utah State, and she was 18 years old and mm-hmm. with a bunch of people in a car, and they got pulled over, and there was an open beer in the car. And that was on her record until just like a year ago. And she's a really wonderful person mm-hmm. who you would want to hire for anything. Um, but you know, I said to her, well, what if you were – a different color. What if you mm-hmm. were 20 instead of 50? You know, that's yeah. that's going to have a huge impact. Well, I think the numbers tell you one in three people have a criminal record. Those are people that have just been caught. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Everybody <laughs> makes mistakes. Every human yes. makes mistakes. Every human has gone through teenage and college years. There's just a number of people who have been caught. So everybody deserves a second chance, whether... Whether they've been caught or not. Well, Everybody deserves and a it's, chance. It's not a second chance. It's a third chance, fourth chance, tenth <laughs> chance. Yeah. And... I know that most of the people that I've been helping were from years ago, you know, 10, 15, even 20 years ago when they made a mistake and now they've had to live with it for that long. And it's about time that the the state and the government says, you know what, you are forgiven. Hmm. Yeah. I. What about something from another state? That has nothing to do with this. Is that right? No. So uh, every state has their own expungement criteria and their own expungement law. So we can only help in the state of Utah. Is there, is there a push to make this a national program at there some point? There are 11, and nine or 11, yeah, 11. 11 states now that have a clean slate law, so it has become a movement. Mm. Um, more states are getting on board. But every state does have an expungement eligibility criteria. Right. They just so, don't have the, right, the they law don't have that the makes clean it automatic. slate that makes it an automatic. Yeah. And like in Denver, Colorado, uh, they have, in their clean slate law, they include felonies. In ours, we do not. Mm. So it does differ from state to state. But we can always connect people to the state and what their laws are. 
I'm sure that your your campaign to to fix the part the parts that that still need to be fixed that costs a lot of money. Uh, so where does your funding come from? We are a nonprofit organization, so we're solely ran on grants and donations. So, uh, and that's up for us getting the words out. We also help people pay for the cost of their court petition expungement if they don't qualify for automatic expungement, and that's sixty five dollars each. So. Right now in the state of Utah, until June of 2023, all government fees are waived. Hmm. Um, but unfortunately, that does end in June. And then all those fees that Chad and I had been talking about were all government fees, not mm-hmm. even lawyer fees. They were all government fees. So they come back. So that will come mm-hmm. back. Um, so we, we're ran on grants, yeah. donations, contributions. What if they haven't gotten through those hundreds of thousands of records by June? Would there be a chance of maybe extending that? You know, we were just up on the hill this week, and we were trying to get it extended. Unfortunately, it's not going to be extended. Mm. We are going to try again in the interim session. Um, But it should be. It should be because there's such a huge backlog of automatic records that need to be expunged, and people want clearance now to change their life. It changes their life. Yeah. So we've talked about... This is a great first step, but there's still work to do. What yes. What are your priorities? What are, What are the top two or three things that you want to fix? If you could fix two or three things immediately, what What are those things that would you'd want to change? For me, I would want to change the the fees. The government fees is what's really holding people back. So, for instance, to apply for expungement, it's a sixty five dollar application fee. It's sixty five dollars per every certificate you get per case. It's a hundred and fifty dollar filing fee through the court per case. Mm. Uh, that's over $200 per case for somebody to do. I would like all those fees to be waived because at that point, somebody has paid all their fines and fees and restitution. They've remained crime-free for three to 10 years. They've done everything the court has asked them to do. I think it's time that the government says, you've done everything that you need. We're going to give you yeah. this hand up, not a hand out, and let you expunge your record. Because you're essentially saying you've paid your debt to society, mm-hmm. but now we need you to pay a little bit more. Thousands yeah. more. Yeah. Thousands more. So. I, one of my clients, she has 11 charges total. Nine of them qualify for clean slate expungement, mm-hmm. which means that they're supposed to be gone. But because BCI is taking so long to get through them, and she's trying to get housing and a job herself, uh, the two that she has are, are eligible for what's known as petition-based expungement. And she was hoping to be able to get all 11 done at one time, especially mm. during this, this free window when yeah. the government fees are gone. But if she can't get her records uh, back and that, that criteria back from BCI in time, then she could end up having to pay for all 11 mm-hmm. records mm-hmm. in order to get them off for this year. Nine are going to come off automatically, but we don't know for sure when that would be if she doesn't go through the petition base on mm-hmm. all 11 of them. Well, it's fascinating. I'm proud of Utah for being mm-hmm. one of the leaders in this. Yep. Um, that's great. And, and the work that you're doing is amazing. We could talk so much more. I'll have to have you guys back again. It's already been time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Our time is up, unfortunately. But I'll have to have you back as things progress to have you keep us posted. Clean Slate Utah and the website cleanslateutah.org. I spent today all around your website. It's very easy to navigate. There's all kinds of resources there. And if you've got a question, the answer is somewhere on the website. You can make a contribution there on the website as well. That's an important thing as well. (laughs) 
Uh, Destiny Garcia, who is executive director, Chad Crispin, who is newly program manager. Thank you both so much for your time. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. having us on. Thank you for listening to All Along the Wasatch with Mike Parsons. If you would like to submit a request to be a guest on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. That's mparsons at ksl.com.